Welcome to another episode of the Shups and Preds podcast. Today, this week, leading into the conference finals, we are rolling four strong, as you'd expect. Myself, Matt, Tyler, and Peter. Boys, how we doing today? Feeling pretty good about the games over the weekend. I'm excited. You picked them correctly. Yes. <laughs> Which has been something you could say quite often this season. Oh, yes. And so gracious, as always. Tyler I, uh, and I had a nice moment. Uh, he was on the road and couldn't get a signal uh, to check the ESPN scores. So he gave me a call, and I, I walked him through the final minutes of the uh, Montreal-Hamilton game. It was, so really, was nice. it was really nice. It was like a, my personal play-by-play. Play. We got a little... <laughs> Little EB, uh, little EB on the video uh, afterwards. EB was, on was nice. Oh, very nice. <laughs> oh. Who was she pulling like, for? Oh, is he? Is, oh, shit! <laughs> and that was a lot of the end of the game for me. Uh, it was it. a, yeah. But she was good. She was napping at the beginning of the call and then was up for the the latter part. So nice. And point <laughs> and nice. pointing uh, as as one and pointing. Dude, I see this. Thumbs up doing, though. Thumbs up though. That is new. I'm, I had never seen that before. That picture. So, <laughs> okay, that's, well, that's a new one. Today on the pod, we're going to do a little review of the semifinals uh, in each conference. We're going to tell the losing teams what they can work on in the off season, and they best heed our warnings. We're then going to talk conference finals. A couple of teams that know each other well, um, so a lot to discuss there and see how those are going to play out. Um, and then we don't have fantasy anymore. Uh, we don't have league leaders anymore. So we're going to just talk for a long time and get dig in deep to these few subjects. So we're going uh, quality over quantity when it comes to the subjects. Well, it's always today. quality. Let's get that it, True. Yeah. Um, but just to dig right into it, guys, I didn't know if I was watching CFL football or an episode of the Great Canadian Bake Off. Because the story of these semifinals were the turnovers. Oh, 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 oh boy. Oh, boy. Okay. How it's, long did that take? Oh, that is actually the first thing I wrote down in my notes. Oh, it came boy. right to me. Um, we start off with the Eastern semis, Montreal at Hamilton. Uh, Hamilton wins by a score of 23-12. to 12. Story of the day was the Hamilton defense. They forced four fumbles, had one interception, sacked Trevor Harris six times, but I would say maybe most impressive of all, they held William Stanback to only 29 yards on 12 carries. Uh, now Hamilton's going to be rolling into the finals against a Toronto team that's dusted them recently. Uh, so let's just kick it off to Matt first. Matt, big takeaway of the game. What's something that stuck with you after soaking in that Eastern semi? So it's it's hard, especially as like a guy who's not you know, super uh, knowledgeable about like the the nitty gritty of football for me to diagnose a specific disease here. But it is either the uh, it's something to do with the the offensive line for Montreal Mm. that they were not able to create holes for Willie Stanback to run through. uh, And they let a lot of pressure in on Trevor Harris now, at the same time, Trevor Harris did himself no favors in the his, his scrambling ability. Like, yes. he got, I, mean, I think at least three out of the four fumbles came with him, like, in a throwing motion or not standing protecting the ball. The just pocket. standing, yes, exactly, and just getting standing straight jammed. Up. So yeah. there's a definite lack of awareness in, or at least a lack of mobility in the Trevor Harris um football Can't. like the yeah. you know the, well but i would say he's that... pressured it's a challenge yeah. what's crazy though is he was other than gino lewis trevor harris played the best out of any montreal player and the, those plays when he was not under serious pressure he was he started the game i think five or six straight uh receptions there was a drop by jake weineke that should have been a uh a, continue the streak so that was another problem is weineke Dropped at least two really, you know, need did to catch I, passes. Did I call out Wineke before the game accidentally, but then he ended up not playing well? Just saying. Right, we've done that's something we tend to do to him. Sorry, Jake. So uh, okay. basically, it was a really um, fantasy team. Yeah, so it was a, it was a, a 
I don't know exactly who the root cause is. There's probably yeah. a lot of blame to be shared. But, but that's the story um, of the game, though, is T. Harris yeah. under pressure. Right. I think that, exactly. And when you have him only being in the system for, what, three weeks? This was his third start, I believe, third or fourth. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a tough position to be in, um, certainly when it comes to communication with your O-line, uh, knowing where maybe that pressure is going to come from. Uh, difficult uh, place to be put heading into the, you know, in a semifinal. Uh, but you would have, I would have expected him to handle the pressure, not of the moment, not the metaphorical pressure, the literal defensive line pressure, defensive. just a little bit better. I mean, getting sacked six times is tough. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I think we, we've known go ahead, that, that, sorry, we've known that T. Harris, and I think he would even admit this, that he's not a, like, mobile running quarterback like Absolutely. a Michael Riley or like a Jeremiah Masoli. Um, but this game, more than, than ever, has he been just, like, a non-mobile quarterback, yes. like an anti-mobile quarterback. Yes, agreed. We need to uh, we need to talk a little bit of stuff outside the lines here for a second. I'd like to first on touch on Patrick, <laughs> and if we can get you the audio, if, if you get the you audio, if you get the audio for this for this interview from pregame, I would uh, greatly like to have it in in the pod. Uh, yes. Uh, linebacker Patrick Levels guaranteed victory over Hamilton, and not only did he guarantee victory over Hamilton, he called out their players and coaches by name. Hey, we're here, and I, I'm, I'm standing front line. So if, if y'all got anything to say, I'm here, and I'm going to stand on what I said. We will win in Hamilton. Stamp it, put it big as you need to put it. Black it out. It's a new season, 0-0, zero, zero, everybody 0-0. Oh oh. Get ready for a show. I'm not going nowhere. But to the Great Cup, write all this down, because I'm standing on everything I'm saying. Me. My boys going to rally behind me, I promise you. Stand back. Running, running through them boys like a running back. Defense, we on fire. Masoli, come see me. Brandon Banks, come see me. I'm calling people out. Don Jackson, come see me. Maybe it'll be Coach Oh, come see me. Maybe it'll be. is here. Come see me. Come see them out of the West. I thought it was. I I I thought it was great. I am for this. You because it's good content, no doubt about it. But it's good content. When they also when he when they when Montreal loses and we can look back and go, ooh. Listen, absolutely. He's got to eat an S sandwich now that they lost. But if they had won, how sick would that have been? He took the risk. I, I so more do, players. Do so I'm now, now, who now, exactly he called out. He called uh, out Speedy B, Speedy Don B, Jackson, yep. uh, Orlando Steinauer, and I think one more person. Yeah. So it's good for all of those it's, guys. It's, did well. Yes. So that's yes. Was he wrong? <laughs> Listen. We have a podcast where we make predictions every week. We cannot get on a guy for being wrong. I, I think he was very wrong. I don't that. think he's he was. Had, like, it's not just that he was wrong. Those it's okay were the to, offensive MVPs. Like I, I believe that every player on Montreal thought they were going to win that game. It's the manner in which he publicly shamed the other team pregame, and then proceeded to not play very well. In fact, I believe if you go onto the Hamilton Twitter and scroll they for a bit. Him. Uh, I believe they they posted a video of roasting him and showing them all the highlights of him getting burned for touchdowns and uh, incompletions. <laughs> That's the but one, that is one the defensive risk he tackle, took. I am never going to bag a guy for creating content and getting excitement up. It's good. It's a good thing. I uh, agree, hundred percent. And I and I have a and friend of the pod, so I'm not going to dig too deep here. But I was oh not. Oh my god. You not, are the biggest hater of people enjoying themselves. I was not too happy to see uh, twenty less than 24 hours after Montreal losing, uh, front of the pod, Gino Lewis, retweeting things about himself, about how great he was in a game in which his team lost in the playoffs. And that one I particularly didn't like was a retweet of one talking about how he needs to be on an NFL roster immediately. Not a fan of somebody who just lost a playoff game retweeting something about themselves leaving their team to go join a different league. Not a fan. I agree. <laughs> I like I counterpoint. Being NFL caliber is just like a standard compliment in the CFL. Yes. True. Like you could you would then just let's talk about how, it. Let's that's talk how about you would it. compliment let's talk about it a after receiver maybe, maybe is like this guy could play in the NFL. And that's not a slight against the team or the CFL talent. That's just saying that he's in the upper echelons. And like I think it's like he played the best out of 
anyone on the field. Just he let did. it. Just let it. Breathe. Six receptions just, for 127 yards and a touchdown. Let it, let it he had some for a few days. bonkers circus catches. He played rather the best. than less than 24 hours. You mean? Yeah, I am. Yeah. I am with. I. I. Because I. We've had this conversation off air. He balled out. You cannot take away the fact. I am not. But a, I agree. You got to give it some time. You got to give the loss a little time to simmer, and then look back in retrospect and say, "Man, I was sick. that was a fun season." Yeah, I was sick. And I, yeah, yeah, I'm with that. Um, Peter, my takeaway from this give game. Give us some flavor. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, props to Dylan Wynn and company for getting after. Go, go Beavs. Yeah, getting after Trevor Harris. Um, I mean, yes, as I mean, I've I've written I have it written down three times. Trevor Harris, yikes! Like he's it was just a brutal f- performance from the kid, but. I mean, the uh, Hamilton defensive line did play exceptionally well. And if they can keep that going um, against Toronto, maybe, and I'm saying maybe, Braylon Addison gets healthy yep. and can help that offense look a little uh, less sluggish. Uh, Hamilton looks really good and makes that game against Toronto, uh, I think, in- more interesting than people would think. Okay. We need to talk about something. I have done nothing but support Jeremiah Masoli all year, and I will do nothing but support him going forward. Okay. His performance in this game was not um, confidence-boosing heading Fajardo-esque. into... esque Heading oh, into... Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa. Heading into the... Yeah, he didn't throw four interceptions. We'll get to that later. It is clear Dane Evans got no snaps this game. It is clear Masoli is the guy, win or lose, that they're riding with. I would, I feel like, apart from that Toronto game, he really hasn't had a bad game over the past six or so outings. So he's had one bad game in the last six games. This was a bad performance. Um, 18 of 28, he didn't do much with his legs, only two rushes for five yards. Uh, now he didn't turn the ball over. So that can be the key in winning in playoff games. But it was <clears throat> not confidence-boosting at all. And I think that this was oh, just not the performance I expected out of Masoli. Spin zone, Speedy B is back. Accepted. I like that take. Well, I <laughs> mean, but isn't that part of, like, Jeremiah, yes, you're, you're missing Praylon Addison, but... Um, with the ascendance of Tim White, I, this yes. is a stacked receiver. And he's the receiver core. He started the game 0-3. I know. And then he finally started rolling again, but, you know, 18-28 is not great. But he was 0-4 um, in attempts to Stephen Dunbar, who, like, is a guy, clearly, I think you need to get the ball to. Yes. Um, so only had four. At, only, Tim White only having four targets. An Eastern Conference All-Star is redonk. Now, they controlled the clock because... Masoli only had eight or twenty-eight attempts, so it's not like he was hucking it like Harris, who Harris had forty-four attempts. Well, um, but we got the, part of this is uh, yeah. definitely going to be a factor of field the sh- position, the short field. Yes. Yeah. But I yeah. was, I would say, going into the Eastern Conference Final, if 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 Hamilton had have played the Eastern Final this past weekend, I would have been more confident in Masoli than I am now. He took a step back in my mind with this performance. I know that might sound I'm going to say this this about both quarterbacks. But also, go ahead. Both quarterbacks who who won the game, both did not play well. One played terrible, but but neither had stellar performances. But their teams are still able to win. So I think that both can walk away saying, wow, I got that out of my system. Yes. And I think it's actually a positive for both moving forward. That they I were able agree. To, to, you know, you can get through this. Obviously, it's not just doesn't bode well because they're not, you know. You, you no, but I agree because I pulled up, I pulled up the stats of our friend Zach Caleros, who we're going to talk about later. Give me His some stats. three games, leading Winnipeg to a championship last year in the playoffs, he went 11 for 21, 193 yards and a touchdown. In the Western Finals, he went 17 of 25, 267, and a touchdown. And in the Grey Cup, he went 17 of 23, 170, and a touchdown. So you just so need to be very average. You, in terms of Masoli, if your defense is going to play over. like Hamilton played on Sunday, you don't need to be exceptional. 
Hamilton had the best defense. We gotta by get the ball mile, moving a little bit more. A mile in the east. Hamilton's right. It's gonna. I mean, that they'd be lucky to get 20, uh, 23 against Toronto. Yes. Yes, the sir. thing is, ha- ha- Hamilton <laughs> Hamilton let up two hundred forty four points all season. That's almost seventy points less than the next best defense in the East, which was the Alouettes. So the Argos actually had a worse defense points points wise over the whole season. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. We'll talk more about that wow. when we talk finals. That's a good stat. That is a great stat. What we we've all thought of some notes for the Montreal Alouettes before they leave. Um, Tyler, why don't you kick us off with some notes for the Owls? Decide what you're doing with with Vernon Adams after the season. Um, you don't want this question lingering with Harris and Adams on the roster about who's going to be whose team it is. So make it make a decision in the off season that who you want to roll with. Do not do not go into camp or with with questions hanging over whose team this is going to be. I know some competition is healthy. I, I actually don't think it would be healthy for this team. I have the exact same note, which is base, but slanted towards get VA healthy. <laughs> we know how you feel. I st- Well, how much different you're watching this game with Hamilton getting pressure. VA, VA would have won this been? game. VA would have won this game. Now, no doubt about VA it. VA have taken some ridiculous risks and probably thrown an interception or two, certainly. Yep. But he would have been able to escape the pocket and make plays in a way mm. that Harris is not able to do. Undoubtedly. Yeah, do you trade four fumbles for three interceptions? I don't know. It depends. Field. The interception is going to position wise. <laughs> um, so that, yeah, I agree, Tyler. That's my note for the Owls going forward. Is it's all it's the quarterback situation, and in my opinion, just get VA healthy and and then you know. Make sure William Standback is happy and ready to roll. Yeah, do, yeah. Do not do, keep your if you can keep Geno and, and Willie because yeah, fix I mean, that O line. Fix yeah, fix the O line. Fix that O line. Yeah, one hundred percent. All right, Matt. Uh, I'm gonna say that uh, what I'm gonna have them do is go figure out a third option behind Geno Lewis and Jake Weineke. Um, or and that doesn't mean go out and, and buy one or whatever, trade for one. It could be developing. I think Quan Bray um, has taken – he hasn't risen to the occasion in the, the last few games. He was uh, having a really solid early season but has kind of shrunk. And um, if he can step up or um, if any of these other guys uh, can, Julian Grant, who had a, a pretty good game, uh, if he can really step up and be a – top flight receiver to have a Hamilton-esque receiving core that's I think can can be a huge benefit for the team snaps that's a great take yep I think that's key uh just one stat for you here hold on one second um Montreal actually had a great yardage defense but they do give up points so it's another game where like they Good yardage defense, but they're giving up points, which means they and that's mostly driven by the turnovers. That's when just the, a turnover, right. yeah. So, yeah. so they, I mean, that, that's just an indicator that all season they're turning over. The fact that they were only giving up 225 yards per game uh, passing is good. The problem is, which is like I think the second lowest in the CFL behind Winnipeg. Problem is that those are all on short fields, yeah. so it's 225 on truncated fields all season. So, got it. Whoever's playing quarterback needs to protect the ball. And that, that does come down to the O line as well. So yeah. those those two things do do need to get sussed out, or else the defense, though, you know, give give them credit. They they held Hamilton, you know, despite all these turnovers. They held yeah, Hamilton. I would say that's pretty impressive. Pretty low uh, points for the Tie Cats, considering how set up they were, um, you know, on many possessions. Yep. All right, guys. Well, Montreal, goodbye. See you down the road. We hardly um, knew ye. We hardly, it was. We knew you too well, actually. Um, so let's move on to the battle at Mosaic between Calgary and Sketch. <laughs> this double overtime thriller was a wild ride. It was a turnover fest. It was a missed field goal fest. Um, did not see doinks. that. Did not see that coming. We had a Jamal Morrow uh, punt return touchdown. So let's go around the horn, starting with PDB. Pete, 
What's your takeaway yes, from this Calgary Saskatchewan game? Well, I th- I I'm a I was thinking about Calgary and things things that they can really work on and issues I have seen and what it came down to I think I and I talked about it in my pred. Bo Levi needs to reflect on where he is as a quarterback. Oh, God. He is approaching 32 in March. So young. That's quite young. Uh, but he's I'm not. 30. I do. I do not believe with injuries <laughs> he is, the, I'm in he is this, of the same I would get talent that he was a couple years ago. Um, that being said, I mean, we expected it. Scatch, I mean, me and Tyler did. Scatch got the dirty win. It's what it's what they're made of. That's what it's. I, <laughs> this I, I was didn't... the dirtiest win. Oh, this it was, was foul, dude. Win. You could smell it all the way in Oregon. It was <laughs> the filthiest of wins. It, and dirty. it was, I mean, Fajardo. Stanky. Uh, I would say a, I would say a stanky win. Yeah, but it's it's what we expect Super from this Scatch team. We'll see if it can continue, but. The magic um, of certainly. Mosaic. I think I think uh, Bo Levi uh, turning the ball over as we've talked about. You know, with the game previous to this, that's that's when Calgary runs into problems, and I uh, I, I think he he needs to uh, address where he's at, and they need to address where Bo Levi is at. So Jake Mayer, by the way, to butt in, is a free agent going oh, into this God, season. God, I so. want Sketch to sign Jake Mayer as the backup to Cody Fajardo so badly this offseason? I would think if Jake Mayer's moving anywhere, it's not to be a backup. Okay, fine. <laughs> maybe maybe after this game, I kind of... Maybe, maybe, let's see, depending on how Cody does the rest of the playoffs, I may want Jake Mayer as the quarterback in Saskatchewan. So, for me, the big takeaway in this game um, is, unfortunately, the most, I think the most shocking thing was Rene Paredes going 5-for-8 on field goals. Oh, yeah. Um that two under 40 yards so man pete, pete, pete also pete also pete, pete is just like whatever the opposite of a green oh. thumb is like he just kills people he, he calls out a- absolutely he calls out renee paredes and saying how great he is and then yeah. immediately renee paredes has his worst game of the season he had it he had i think the stat was that he had made 19 consecutive field goals oh. going into this game magic of the magic of mosaic it was a bad time for that streak to end um and because so many times, again, field position, uh, Calgary had a short field. Um, but special teams outside of Paredes as well bit Calgary multiple times. You had Jamal Moore returning a punt for a touchdown. You had Reggie Bagleton muffing a punt. Um, without those mistakes, this is starting to look like a fairly comfortable victory mm-hmm. for uh, Calgary, you had, I almost forgot to mention it, they gave up an onside kick at the beginning in the second half. You take away two or three of these special teams' blunders, and I don't see the how the catch kick is was still in the game. So sick. So awesome. Great play call. Shade, shades of, <laughs> Incredible. Didn't, 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 didn't New Orleans Saints do that when they won the Super Bowl? Yep, they did. Yeah, got it. Does, I love no, that. No, it's incredible. And A.C. Leonard grabbing it, what a beast. But this was do special teams is what decided this game. And, My new um, favorite player, Danny Austin, who's the beat writer for the uh, Stampeders, he just kept almost as if he was in shock. He was like, "This has been such a strong suit all season. What is going on?" Uh, and it was just a bad time to get have the Do worst. You know, special it, you know reminded me of, of the year. Remember when they were like really going through it earlier this season, and they like had two punt returners like clang it off their face mask. I do recall that. Uh, it was almost like they just completely regressed in that aspect of the game back to where they were. It, it know, was shocking two, two months ago to have so to get burned in so many different phases of special teams all in one game and have that game be a playoff game is shocking. Um, yeah, this is a this is a wild, this is going to be when we look when we look back on the playoffs. I think we'll go say this was the best game just in terms of entertainment. Well, I was just I just watched the little fifteen minute highlight packages the CFL puts out on YouTube. And it's just like, oh, that they did, oh, it, it, one after the next. You, but you anyway. Think if, you think if Calgary gave Kadeem Carey like an extra like 10 carries in this game, they would have won the game. No, I think Carey did his part. He is that I, I dude. Think, they gotta, I think he did they his They got to grab him in free agency. 
Um, but Matt, John, your, your takeaway, you're up. No, there's just like John, you, you hit it on on the head that there is there were four things, at least that go wrong, yes, for Calgary. And if one of them goes right, it's it's a different, it's it, Calgary it's wins win. almost yes. easily. Yes, I know that's like, what like. So truly. this now, the, I mean, the question is: Is this a bad loss or is this a dirty win? I um, am leaning towards bad loss, TBH. I think this is not. This is like one of those that I think they go. Sketch didn't grind out for a dirty win. This is one that Calgary snatched defeat from the jaws of victory, and not even you know, not the Rene Paredes miss at the end of the. Or sorry, not the end of the game, but at the you know the, their last series in double overtime. Yeah, but his two misses uh, during regulation. Um, Bo Levi with the interceptions, you know, not being super you know, intentional with the passes, uh, and then obviously those other special teams blunders, like that's just that's a lot of things to go wrong. Yes, for a team like you know, Kadeem Carey like balled out, um, and the receiving core balled out. It's just like. I want to touch on what you just said about the receiving. Just go on the CFL.ca box score and pull up the receiving performances by each team side by it. side. For Saskatchewan, now Duke Williams had five catches for 55 yards. The next receiver on that list, Paul McRoberts, had three catches for 28 yards. Shaq Evans had one catch. For negative four yards. He was going to, he was, <laughs> You yeah, can't he, look at this when you look over yeah. on the other side and you see, you know, Ambles seven for 72, Bagleton five for 105. If you just looked at the receiver performance, you go, oh, how much did Calgary win by? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Look, I, I got to say one thing real quick about uh, do. Shaq Evans. Whoever's on Twitter giving the guy flack, he's, we're lucky that he's play, even playing this season. It was a very low oh, percentage yeah. that he was even going to be playing at all this season. So for people, because I guess some people were giving him some hard time on Twitter, even though we won, even though Sketch won, never tweet like, about players is also a great rule. But don't just don't especially talk a guy who's been injured for three quarter, more than three quarter, four fifths of the season, and just came back to try to to push this team, you know, into the playoffs and beyond. Like Agreed. He, he, he could have easily just said, I'm done, locked it up down for the season and, and, and just shut it down and come back next year. But he didn't. So give the guy some credit here. I agree. Now give me your takeaway. My takeaway is the magic of mosaic. That's said all it. you chalk it up to? I, what did I say? I said it was a 70-30 chance that Calgary would win this game. And I took the 30% because in the home field, absolutely swung it. I think if you play this game in Calgary, Saskatchewan loses by two touchdowns. Uh it's a wild place to play. The crowd it absolutely contributed. The wet. The, I don't know how windy it was, but the, I'd imagine it was quite windy at, at, during the game. To, it, it was uh, windier I, before the game, but yes, okay. it was windy. Yeah, and, and that, that affects the field goals and everything. Um, you know, if, if you had told me I, I, Cody Fajardo would be the leading rusher this game, I said I would have said that's a bad harbinger of things to come, but actually he had a great game running. <laughs> Ten carries for 89 yards. He did that one. Uh, I think it was either. I think it was in the fourth quarter. He had that one where he pump faked like five yards past the line of scrimmage, yeah. and the Calgary defender still bit on still it. Bit. And you're just like, oh, that's not a good look. Been absolutely fantastic. I mean, t- tip of the cap to Calgary. You know, they they played well enough to win, but Scats just you know you know you can get handed favors sometimes and do nothing with them, but. Every time that they were handed a favor, they did something with it. Um, but Bo played okay. I think Peter's being a little harsh. Um, I don't think Bo, Bo, Bo retirement calls are, are in order. Well, um, I, I didn't call on retirement either. I mean, he did kind of insinuate it with like, his age and what he should think about his career. I mean, I think that's... Yeah, I think that's tough, Peter. When you say he should reassess, there are only... It's a binary. He's either playing or not playing. So, well, so what, certainly he, should, he needs you, to reassess you, if he's he if he's of capability to make certain you, throws or escape the pocket the way he wants to. Do you think these athletes are that self-critical where they're like don't think that they're like have confidence enough to be like, well, I could do that? Like, absolutely. And that's why they're that's why they're professional athletes. They're not they're not sitting there like I really think I need to slow down. Uh, so 
Bo played fine. I don't I don't think I think that I think a little bit on the Calgary coaching staff. Um, oh, we're back. There's a shocker. Yeah, we did it one last time, boys. One, one last time, because 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 clearly they didn't have the calm uh, to win this game. Because really, like to, to Matt's point, like Scat should have had no business being in this game. This thing should have been dead and buried early. The fact that that Scatch had had the lead going at a half was absolutely absurd. Uh, you, you know, uh, it was. Listen, I'm, just, I'm, just saying I'm, I'm just saying what I'm just saying what I'm saying. Scatch is the kings of the slop fest. Yeah, I mean, we talk, yeah, exactly. We Pete, know it. That's what we said. He said they're the, they're the slop masters, and this was this, we, this was always going to be slop. Now it ended up being high scoring slop and double overtime slop, so you know it was very enjoyable slop, but slop it was great, slop great nonetheless. And the play in the fourth quarter was generally slop free. Correct. The, yes, the it did. It did. It did tighten gone. up. We went into the we went into the fourth fourth quarter. Uh, fourteen to seventeen, and we exited the fourth quarter twenty-seven, twenty-seven. Yes. So, there there was execution of of drives, absolutely, hundred percent, absolutely. Um, so, before we move on, and we'll talk more about Saskatchewan later when we talk Western final notes for the exiting Calgary Stampeders, um, second year in a row, uh, not winning any playoff games um, after a. 2018 Grey Cup victory, so certainly not a position the Stamps are familiar with after the last decade they've had. Um, I will start. He is a free agent. Oh, Get bastard. ink to paper and re-sign Kadeem Carey. Uh, 22 carries, 117 yards, two touchdowns in this game. Uh, he also added three receptions for 19 yards. Uh, he's a very good player. I think he can stand uh, alongside or maybe just under Willie Stanback as one of the most complete backs in the league. Um, and so just get him back uh, on the football field with you guys because everybody knows that CFL free agency is the wildest ride in the world. Uh, <laughs> but make him a priority um, and get him back on the squad. Matt? Well, it's weird. Like I, I thinking about this team, I don't see a lot of holes. I think this is a fairly complete team, um, and I, I guess my note is just for for Bo Levi Mitchell to work hard in the off season and and just shore up some some skills. I don't know. Like I, I'm surprised that this team is out in the first round of the playoffs. Ah, yes, and that they. Um, that they had the record they did. I, I, so maybe that does go a little higher than the players, but I'll leave that for one of my co-hosts to call. They were always just missing something that you couldn't quite place, though, <laughs> yeah. I would say. To, because I totally agree. The, you would think the pieces are there. Defensively, they have excellent line, excellent linebackers, excellent secondary. Offensively, one of the better receiving cores in the league, a great running back, and that got buoyed midway through yes, the season. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> there was just something missing, uh, and let's see if they find out what that is in 2022. Tyler notes. Yeah, new offensive play calling. Oh, uh, it's just uh, it's just not good enough, and uh, a new special teams coach. <laughs> well, their special teams coach. Um, I'm blanking on his names, but he is probably going to be in the running for any uh, head coaching vacancies that come up. Um, so he may be. Yeah, really and, and, could, and and next season, I develop an identity. I, I just I will be, say that muff. Now a punt return touchdown. That's on the special teams coach, but I don't think muffed punts and missed field goals. Well, just really also the the, on, the onside kick not being have, not being not being prepared true. for that, or like even just saying, hey, you know, this, you know. They might try this, or being at least keeping the players aware. I mean, they had no clue what was going on on that. They were, they, that was one of the easiest Three onside. Three riders had a shot at catching yes, that it was ball one of the easiest no onside recoveries yeah. ever, and it really did set the tone. I think for the second half, um, uh, I think they need to develop an identity on what they're doing on offense. They, they, some games towards the end of the season, they started running the ball more, but just too many games, especially when 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 Mayer was playing, just th- uh, throwing. Way too much, especially when they have leads and just can you know have a have the second best running back in the CFL. Um, 
and too oft, too often he was cut out of the game plans. Uh, I, I think this could have been a home game for them if they had if they had done that more of the season and they wouldn't have had to travel to 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 Regina. So, um, and we could be talking about them going to Winnipeg. So, yeah, you know those things. Yeah. We didn't. I didn't mention yeah, this with the. We didn't mention this with Montreal though. It, it is an important point. Montreal should have been playing a home game. They blow that game against Ottawa. They sort of look past Ottawa, and they end up playing a road game, and it absolutely contributed. The weather was not great in Hamilton. It was snowing a lot from what I could from it gather. It was flurrying. Yeah, it just not great. And also you have to deal with away fans and traveling and staying in a hotel and everything like that, right? Like you put yourself in a bad position with that, and you paid for it. Uh, I would say that Calgary in the beginning of the season did not do themselves any favor. You know, They looked great by the end of the season, but... You know, sometimes it's as, it's as much as not having home field for one game, and that swings it, and that's what swung it in this game. I agree. Pete? Well, my three bullet points were, for Calgary, there needs to be a clear plan. Kadeem Carey, although a free agent, needs to be signed, and Bo Levi needs to reflect on where he's at approaching 32, which, interestingly enough, is the exact three things you idiots came up with so uh <laughs> i don't have much to add but i uh, I, I guess well, i will say i'm a jake mayor i'm a jake mayor fanboy really interested to see where he lands up i, so wanted, not, I do want to go along with the kadeem carry talk because yeah. that i think depending on what other teams uh think of him as a prospect i think uh will be very interesting in the offseason because he's he's i mean he could help any team in the cfl he's i, I would agree with you john that he's probably uh, that second guy behind Willie, and um, yeah, I mean, it'll it'll be interesting to see where he heads. So, before we say goodbye to the Stamps, you don't need to say if it's going to be somebody else, but is Bo Levi Mitchell going to be the day one starter for the 2022 Calgary Stampeders? Yes or no? I say yes. Yes. Yes, but it should be Jake Mayer. Bigger, I'm just a fan of Jake Mayer. I think he's the future. Peter? Yes. All four yeses. Bo, no, enjoy the, enjoy he's the fine. This guy's fine. He's fine. He's, he's not fine. He, it's, it, it should be... I, I, I mean, think, I think he's fine. Depending on where this Montreal Bo Le- goes... This Bo, Levi, this Bo Levi slander coming from Pete... I mean, I, I slandered Bo Levi early this season. I'll, I'll, I'll fess up to that. It's but, unexpected, coming, certainly. Coming from Pete, this is, this is totally out of the blue. Unex- like unexpected, certainly, but I... Uh, you feel how you feel? put it together, man. If he's that dude, you gotta beat Scatch in that scenario. Like, come on. All give, right, well... Just give him the game and... Yeah, given, so given stamps. Co- Cody's interceptions make it th- it's just unconscionable that, that they don't win the game. Let's talk Eastern Finals. These teams met Hamilton at Toronto, which is going to be played at 9.30 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on Sunday, which is incredible. Uh, breakfast Fine by me. I'll have, an, I'll, have a nice, I'll have a nice lunch. And lunch. Watch the game. Toronto won the season series 3-1, to one, including the final three of the series. Uh, with the cherry on top being a 31 to 12 thrashing in week 15 uh, that sealed first in the east for the argos and is the reason that uh, this game's being played at bmo field few notes this will be called this will be mbt's first ever playoff start um, undefeated although he does have a gray cup championship as a backup to ricky ray he's never actually seen the field during a playoff game so it'll be interesting to see how he handles that um Demand for tickets is high for this showdown. They are going uh, to open up some of the grandstands in BMO Field to get more people there, uh, which is exciting. It should be a great crowd, a rocking place. So, before we get to picks, does anybody have things they've been ruminating on, thinking about for this matchup that is kind of swaying them one direction or the other? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. The Toronto Argonauts are six and one at home this season. Six You've mentioned this before. The Hamilton Tiger Cats are three and four on the road. Which is no okay for Is that at the forefront of your mind for this game? It, it is. The fact that this is in Toronto is hugely at the forefront of my mind because I, I don't know if I don't I don't see as many turnovers coming from Toronto. I think they will protect the ball a lot better than uh, than Montreal did. And yes. I think without those turnovers uh, on the road, 
it's going to be a, an uphill battle. And I actually, you know, I've, I've been singing Toronto's graces for a while. And then I came to the playoffs and I was sort of skeptical. And then I was like, wait, actually, they're an awesome home team. They have to, and they get, they're going to play all their, until the, if they, they can get their one playoff game at home. It's fantastic for them. It's like an ideal situation. I, I think MBT shows out. Uh, I think that he spreads the ball. Out. There's not going to be, there's not a single receiver on Toronto. I say, if you take that, take that receiver away, you know. Nope. So I think that behooves them that there's not a single point of the offense to target for, for Hamilton. Um, so, it could, so it's sort of like a, I would say like a Patriots sort of way. I'm not saying that they're the Patriots. I'm just saying oh that there's, God. That, that there's not a, there's not a, there's not a specific player you can just take out in this offense and you'd be like, Oh, that's the guy. Like I kind of felt that way about Montreal where it's like, if you can take out Stanback and Gino and yeah. in this case, they took out just Stanback, but you could take out one of them, you know, you know the guys that they're going to be going to. I That's don't. What I was. I was gonna. I was gonna say yeah. that Toronto certainly does not relies heavily um, on their running back uh, at like Montreal did. So I think that plays a huge factor. Um, Tyler, as you said, MBT I think has a lot of weapons, and although this team you know has been shaky um, and received some criticism for some uh, sluggish performances, I think uh, I think Toronto poses a much much bigger threat than. Just a different, just a, just a different type the ball of threat around the backfield. Yeah, just a different, just a different type of threat. I will yep. say that I will say that uh, Toronto also let up the second lowest or third lowest a throwing percentage uh, in the league this season. Um, just something to think about. I'm thinking about it. I would say that Eric Rogers a is healthy for Toronto again which is quite the bonus. Mm. Um, and, yeah, so if you look at their top five receivers, um, Curly Gittens, DeVars Daniels, Ricky Collins, uh, Rogers, Huff, um, it will be interesting to see how they can get all of them involved um, and if they rely on DJ, Va- DJ Foster or um, uh, A.J. Ouellette in the run game. Um, I think, though, for me – this being MBT's first position or first time in this position um, is going to be a very interesting factor in the game, especially going up against a Hamilton defensive line that, as you can see, can wreak havoc. Now, if they get MBT throwing erratically um, and they're able to have a short field like they illustrated uh, this past week, um, I do believe that Hamilton can put it together and get the win. Um, But on the flip side, Hamilton needs to figure out what their main focus and plan of attack offensively is going to be. Um, Are we going to just do some games this year? They'd have seven different players run the football. Um, Then they'd give it to one guy the next game and only throw the ball to two different guys. And it's been kind of inconsistent about what their offensive identity is. Um, I think it's better if they run the ball with fewer people and pass to more people. That's just me. It's so an interesting do that. tactic. Interesting tactic there, Jay. I think they have the players to get it done. But that is T- my Toronto, take. Is Hamilton Toronto. defensive line and then Hamilton Finding an offensive identity early and sticking with it is going to be the key for the game. I'm going to give a little stat here. Do it. Toronto had the least amount of safety tackles made in the CFL this past season, even less than even less than Winnipeg, which meant that they weren't giving up chunk plays where the safeties were having to make tackles. Nothing over the top. Where did so, you find this stat? That's a great stat. <laughs> I am on uh, CFL.ca. That's a great stat. Uh, so their their safeties have only had to make twenty nine tackles, which is the fewest in the CFL this season. All season, all season, their safeties that have made twenty nine tackles, which means which, unbelievable. Which, which tells me that they're they're not they're not needing to to tackle players who have already gotten past the cornerbacks. Which means I think the secondary plays a huge role for Toronto, and I think they forced Masoli into a mistake or two, uh, and that could be all the difference in this game. I think this is a tight tight game, though. I don't I don't see this game being more than a I, touchdown spread. I don't think it'll be a repeat of Week 15. No, I don't think so either. Um, Matt, thoughts? Yeah, I think that um, 
It's it's. I, I'm gonna go with Toronto on this one for sure. Uh, being at home, not for sure. That, that's just jumping ahead. Too. Sorry, that's far too. Well, I, I just want to <laughs> get it out there that I'm picking Toronto because I'm. Uh, I think that the how do I want to phrase this? I, I guess I would say that Hamilton has a range of play quality from very very low mm. to very very high. And I think Hamilton's cap is higher than Toronto's cap. I think that Hamilton, especially last game we saw their defense really balling out, a great uh, game in the air for Hamilton. But, of course, it can all fall apart super easily. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't see, on the other side of the ball, Toronto maybe not having that height. Uh, I think McLeod Bethel-Thompson is a very good quarterback. Um but he's a little mistake prone and mm. he might not have the arm right that a lot of the other CFL quarterbacks have but their basement is a lot higher than Hamilton's basement and ultimately I think the uh, I think the consistency of the Toronto Argonauts is what's is going to win this game for him and send him into the uh, send him to the Grey Cup I love that. that is great insight well let's just go with that let's start the system Matt you're the first to make a prediction Say it again for the people. Toronto. Toronto. Tyler. It's Toronto. Peter. I'm going with the Argonauts. Nothing uh, nothing too spicy on this one. Do it to me, John. Hamilton Come on. Tiger Cats. Oh, yes. Nice. Because I want it. Because I want it. Gross. Speak it into existence. That's the reason. Yes. Nice, man. I, I, That's great. I, I want it to happen. You've and got, I just you've think, got a set I, do I don't think have. in my heart of hearts that the Hamilton D is just going to cause a ruckus and give this. I don't think, I, I think that the Hamilton offense is going to have slot plays. They're going to turn it over. They're going to stall. But as long as they're in the game, and I think they will be, they'll be able to make something happen in the fourth what, John, quarter. John, give us a score. What do you think? If, if Hamilton wins, what's the score going to be? Well, when Hamilton wins, the score is going to be... 26-23. I like that. Do you guys right. see it right? Let me check. Obviously, I, I see, spreads are boring. But currently, I, this is a pick'em game on yeah, CFL.ca. Yeah, that is not shocking. Uh, I that see, is shocking a little bit. I'm I, so, see, I see a little Toronto bit less. should I, be favored in this I, game. I see a little bit less scoring. Uh, I see a, this is, see a 21-20 game. I see Toronto uh, holding on as well. Yeah, like yeah, that's what I mean. Twenty-one to one. late surge. Yeah, yes, no, sir. just a just a rouge somewhere. It's twenty twenty, but the you know Toronto Toronto, <laughs> Toronto gets a random <laughs> Toronto gets a random rouge in like the second quarter, and nobody thinks anything about it, and it ends up being the thing that decides the game. I'll say that uh, before this previous game, the division semis, I had Toronto winning very handily, no matter who went up and played them because I, I thought both teams looked pretty shoddy uh, talking to Hamilton and Montreal but the Hamilton defense made me question it pretty significantly but they ultimately they looked great I think I even mentioned it to you Tyler on the phone there that um, I think this they can that, they can cause Cloud Bethel Thompson to make those mistakes um, so I think this is going to be a great game I'm very excited and I mean, should note that Toronto's on a losing streak. They went down to one of the worst teams in the league, <laughs> Edmonton Elks. All right, just had to slide in some Elks talk there. Um, last one of 2021. Let's move on to the Western Conference Finals. It's a rematch of the 2019 Western Finals, but we're having a change of venue. This time it goes down in Winnipeg. All year, Winnipeg clearly the best team in um, the CFL. And let me just kind of set the table because I think the story of this, the elephant in the room is that in their two meetings this year, Winnipeg utterly dominated the Rough Riders. (laughs) The combined score of their two meetings um, was 56 to 17. The Bombers defense tallied seven sacks four interceptions, two fumble recoveries. In the two meetings, Cody Fajardo was 34 of 56 
That's Ugh. a completion percentage of 60.7%. He had no touchdowns, and he threw four interceptions. Meanwhile, Zach Caleros, in their two meetings this year, was 37 of 49. That's a completion percentage of 75.5. He threw three touchdowns and had only one interception. When were, he, when were these games, though, John? When were these oh, games? Please. They were in the 2021 <laughs> CFL season? Yeah, okay. uh, no, they in were past four of the rough riders. you that... That the Rough Riders have changed. Before the Rough Riders had to go to double OT with the Calgary so, Stampeders. I would say that this was, these two games, uh, which took place, when were these matchups? Um, September 5th and September 11th. Um, oh. I know, sorry, I didn't mean to make that. Make this about that. Um, <laughs> these were, this is so dramatic, and I know it's dramatic when I, thought about it today this these games were a cha- uh, they were a change in Cody Fajardo's career trajectory he has not been the same since the, that since, is dramatic they, I'm sorry right he it's has totally not right. been the same since Winnipeg beat the hell out of him two straight games this season it just has now John who are you putting in this game who am I predicting I'm <laughs> Winnipeg Blue Bombers okay um he he has done it and he's won sloppy and that is something to absolutely cheer him for but Cody Fajardo has not been the same since this he has been getting absolutely he's just been throwing erratically he's been getting bludgeoned if you recall before those two matchups Skatch is undefeated and they're rolling and yeah did they only lose what did they lose five games all season four games all season it's Sketch. not like they Sketch lost is, a lot. Sketch is getting nine and a half points on CFL.ca. <laughs> yeah, they a, only lost five games. I get it. Points. But these two losses stuck with them all season long. Um, and I'm just not sure they're going to be able to get over that anytime soon. Um, <laughs> what do you guys think? Um, I think a, the... a defense that is even greater than Calgary's. I mean, we could speak to their talent all day long. Um, yes. But certainly this Winnipeg defense has been so strong all season, and, man, Fajardo's just going to have a tough time with that D-line. I mean... It's going to be if, tough. Oh, oh, I mean, they're, they are going to wreak havoc in the backfield. Sketch, uh, although not a huge part of their game anyways, uh, their run game will just be stuffed um but who knows man i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get my pick out there quite yet because uh scotch loves the sloppy dub <laughs> this is why they play the games matt you were about to say something what are your thoughts i think the only person more excited about brett lother making that field goal than duke williams was mike o'shea because <laughs> this... <laughs> he's not worried either way but he's definitely not worried about this one uh, I agree. You know that vine of the person who does that, oh, shiver me timbers. That's what I thought about. Scary. When Lothar made the field goal, is Caleros and the boys going, ooh. <laughs> um, I don't, I mean. Like, Who knows, man? Hey, hey, I don't even think like that. Winnipeg has been lulled into a false sense. You of want to talk about a I losing streak? Winnipeg's on a two-game losing streak. <laughs> yes, two because they were so good that they secured first place. With yeah, three they haven't done. Weeks sh- they haven't go. done. Sh- they haven't done shit for like almost At a family month. Family pod. You said shit earlier. Run it back. You did. <laughs> but let's yeah, keep John it. kept it to S. Uh, we, we say S on this pod. We do. I just said just shit. Your balls. Tyler, you've got some heat because, of course, Cody Fajardo is your former favorite player in the CFL. So defend your boy. <laughs> I, I said before that my boy got this out of his system. He, oh my! The, the team, the the team, the team rallied around him. They didn't. They didn't hang their heads. They said, "All right, Cody, we got you this game." And Cody Fajardo is ready to reward their faith in him. This is a redemption game. This is a career game. If Cody Fajardo does not win this game, I am not confident in, in him being... If, if they get... Okay, I'll, I'll rephrase that. If they get bludgeoned this game, I'm not confident in Cody Fajardo moving forward as a Saskatchewan Rough Riders quarterback. 
because I told that sounds like absurd, but I've thought that that is a good take. Um, because really, he hasn't been good all season. He's been mediocre at best. His his running his running has actually been weirdly the what's given him a halfway even decent season, uh, but it's simply not an effective means to win in the CFL. Uh, he needs to pass well this game. The weapons are there. I know we have like a 75% Shaq Evans. We have in Duke Williams was a little bit banged up going into the playoffs, but they gutted out the game at home. It's a rivalry game. It's going to be cold as heck at, uh, see, I did that for you, Matt. That's uh, nice. Yep. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, it's going to be really cold in Winnipeg. I just looked. It's going to be, uh, I don't know, it's something like negative 5 Celsius. So I think, what is that, like 15 degrees, something like that, Fahrenheit. It's going to be frigid in Winnipeg. So maybe it, maybe they don't, maybe the ground game is what they have to lean on with Willie Powell. Maybe the, you know, they can rely on their defensive lines shutting down Winnipeg. All I'm saying is yeah. Sketch finds a way to win ugly. The weather is going to be behoove, I think, Saskatchewan with the Winnipeg. The the, oh. the really cold weather. I don't um, know, man. That Winnipeg ground game. That the Canadian. But that plays that, that that plays into so the to, to me to me that plays into the strengths of, of Saskatchewan though. So if that's the route they want to go, like that that's that's you know your best versus my best, which I think is a I better say, situation. I think the player whose absence is going to be most noticeable in this game is not Andrew Harris, but it's actually going to be oh, Kyron Moore for Sketch. I think Fajardo would have, will have, he would have greatly benefited. The more. Keon Schaefer Baker is it plays a similar. He's he a does similar, play. He he's does a play similar, a similar role. Similar but type more player. somebody who can move with Fajardo when Fajardo scrambles and create openings downfield and uh, enhance Fajardo's ability to extend the play. That's going to be a necessary part of Sketch's game plan. Yeah, I mean, I mean, really, I think uh, the biggest thing for me besides the skill players, the quarterback, is if the, if the Sketch O-line just doesn't show up, yes. they, oh, need to, yes. they, they need to play their best game of the season, bar none. I will say this. It is, and this is, they let up, there was no sacks for Calgary that last game. So I'm not saying that it's, it's that, that Calgary is anywhere near the defense that, that Winnipeg is, but it, it does bode well that the Scatcho line was at least able to, to stop them from, from, from smacking Cody around in the backfield. All right, guys. I put Any it at, I put, I put it at, I put it at 90, I put it at 90, 10, 90, 10, but I'll time take has come take for time. picks and we're going to have Tyler go last. Okay. <laughs> Peter, who is going to win this game and head to the gray cup? Do it, Pete. Do it. Don't act like this is hard. Just, I can't. It's the, it's the, it's the playoffs, and, and I certain with the time. (coughs) Pardon, (coughs) Jesus. Pardon me. (laughs) I didn't know you were this attached to Sketch. It's so hard to let him go. I know. With with the uh, time Winnipeg has been able to spend figuring themselves out as much as they didn't need to. Yeah. Uh, they're going to get it done. Sketch, as much as I, uh, I've kind of enjoyed picking them and just believing that they can get it done, I, th- I think that uh, that magic ends as Mosaic is not able to offer um, such spells against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Very nice. That's good. Um, I said earlier, of course, it's Winnipeg all the way. Um, I think they get it done by... 15 points. That's that's disgusting. 15 it's in a playoff game. Very true. Yes. This it's going to be this is not this is this is one you might want to turn off at halftime. Oh! Oh! I'm I'm not. No, I won't either. I'm going to watch the whole thing. I love football, especially CFL football. <laughs> um, I don't think this is going to be close at all. Oh, I can't. Oh, Tyler, please. Tyler. It's the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Nice. Oh, God, this guy is Okay, give me – got a minute on the clock. Give me your elevator pitch as to why they're going to win this game. Make Better, me believe. The special teams, they're going to be cooking up something. Maybe another onside kick. Maybe a hook and ladder. Maybe one of those guys that lies in the end zone that nobody sees. I don't know something. They're going to be doing stuff, stuff on special teams. They're going to need be, to. 
They're gonna need to beat them. They're gonna they're gonna beat them at that aspect of the game. They're not gonna pass as much. They're gonna rely on the running game in the cold. Willie Powell, the O line was blocking well. Let up no sacks last game. They're gonna protect Cody. Cody's gonna run when he needs to, not when he not because he has to. If they can keep him upright four quarters, this is I would say last week was a 70-30 Calgary should win. Uh, I would say this is like a 90-10 Winnipeg should win. But I'll take the 10%. Give me the Riders. Let's go. Give me a score. Uh, this is going to be a muddied up game. Like real muddied up. Riders 18. They play on artificial turf. Yeah, Riders, <laughs> Riders 18 to 16. Oh, I don't. This I You are seeing something God, else. You got no, multi-dimensional no, manifesting. He's making. If it's going to be. Yeah, I if love it's it. Be there. I like that score. I am believing. I texted you guys. I am believing as much as anybody can in the Riders. I believe in Cody Vajardo, and I want him to win. But I, I don't know how you can pred no. Saskatchewan to win this game. I don't understand it. I mean, and they do, I, and they, and they do have deep threats that they didn't have when they, when they played earlier this season. Shaq they Evans do have and, deep threats Sha- now. The Shaq issue Evan, is, Shaq is Evans and not have, sure can, they can get them the ball. Also, John, what did, what did, <laughs> what did, what did Sketch do that no other team did more effectively last week that you love and wish teams did all season? What did they do, Tyler? Willie Powell had seven catches for fifty-five yards because right, they throw it to the running backs. They they allayed the and that's why also he didn't get sacked as much because they allayed the blitz by having the running back in the flats and having that as an option so it slowed down the pass rush. They need to do that again this week and I think they will. I I love it. That was a great great. pitch. I think they I think that Craig Dickinson needs to play that in the locker room. Get them to believe too. Craig, fly me up to Winnipeg this weekend. I will (laughs) I will I will get everyone fired up for this game. I think we've set the table perfectly for what is going to be an absurdly great weekend of CFL football. No doubt about Uh, it. I'm so excited. Does anybody have any parting shots before we say goodbye to the fans and uh, tell them where they can reach us? Start uh, digging that grave for the uh, 2021 Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Oh, my. Get on it now. (laughs) Because it's going to need to be a deep one. <laughs> okay. Not Meaner exactly than I the tone it, I was correct. going for. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers can get down on, on these. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, I mean. Zach Claros is a fraud. Most fraudulent. Oh. <laughs> listen, we listen. That is this that is, is this is the problem. Tyler's going to keep talking, and I will switch my pred if he keeps talking. I want nothing I am, more. I am forty-seven and eighteen in preds this season. Forty-seven and eighteen. That's really good. Are you I will really? say. I will yes. say. I you, looking back at Fajardo's numbers from the twenty nineteen playoffs just reminded me how mad I was when people were like <laughs> giving him credit for their Grey Cup win. I was so heated. I was like, game manager to like the lowest degree. But he's <laughs> he has quite turned things around and had an exceptional season. Uh, so, unfortunately, Fajardo is not the fraud that I had uh, predicted him to be. I think uh, you mean, Claros. I think you're talking Fajardo? about Zach Claros. Claros, that's what I meant. Okay. Okay. My I was beat. like, wait, we, we, Fajardo we did pump his tires a little bit afterwards. My beat. Anyway, guys, DM us on Twitter at Shups and Preds. Send us an email, shupsandpreds at gmail.com. Contact us with questions, um, suggestions, reviews. But no, subscribe no, to the pod if you haven't. Yeah, subscribe, subscribe to the pod. When are, um, we doing a, when are we doing a YouTube segment with this? Like when, when do we do this? Like... this and we will get on it at some point. We got to get hair and makeup looking right. Ooh, good point. <laughs> yeah, I do not want my face on anywhere. <laughs> I gotta get one of those denied. Request denied. Absolutely not. I don't want anybody looking at me. They can hear me, and that's a problem enough. Yeah. Like I, I don't like the idea of people hearing my voice, but seeing me is a bridge too far. But if you guys would like that, let us know. (laughs) Let us know. Um. So, with that being said, have a great weekend. Week. 
Weekend. Peace out, guys. We'll catch you next week when we look forward to Saskatchewan versus Toronto. And the Grey Cups. <laughs> Grey Cup. Catch y'all later. Peace.